All right, we are live on YouTube. For anyone watching or who watches us live, you can write in your comments. We can watch, we can see what you say. Um, feel free to write us with questions, comments, uh, asking for advice, talking about your team, anything like that. And welcome back to Fantasy TE. My name is Nick Masick. We also have Lonnie Cox and Vital Juice. Welcome back, guys. Good to see you. All right, we got a fun show today. I'm excited. We got a, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Today's show, we're going to talk about it. We're going to do a little Thanksgiving preview. Uh, we're going to talk about trade deadlines and maybe some trade targets you might want to look at if yours hasn't already passed. Uh, we got NFL outside the U.S. The NFC East is big news. We're going to talk about a couple new records that were set. The Lions win streak. We're going to play over under. I got some fun ones for you guys today. And I'd rather have Kaepernick than, but first, why your team sucks with Lonnie Cox. Hello, everybody. Uh, another edition of why your team sucks. This was a hard one. I was between the Minnesota Vikings and the New York Jets. I couldn't remember if the New York Jets have already been a target of why your team sucks this week. But just in case they were, we're going to go up to Minnesota and we're going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings and why your team sucks. Everyone was thinking, man, last week, us, when we saw on this podcast, we were like, man, Minnesota could potentially be a Super Bowl contender. Mm -hmm. And then I started looking a little bit deeper in them, and I realized that they set the record for the most consecutive wins by one, one possession. Uh, seven games, they won by one score. And then they got absolutely dominated by my Dallas Cowboys yesterday. And I just want to read off a couple of stats. They only got 183 total yards yesterday, 110 passing yards, 3.4 yards per play. They got sacked seven times, which is as many punts as they had in the game. They lost a fumble and they only held the ball for 22 minutes. Uh, if I was a Minnesota fan, I would be a little bit nervous right now. I would start to see the, uh, the, the foundation is maybe crumbling a little bit. Um, but yeah, Minnesota, your team sucks this week. <laughs> oh man, they were really bad. It's totally reasonable and acceptable to double dip uh, at this point in the season because you're going to see teams are starting to suck for multiple reasons. So that's, you know, obviously you're going to have to pick probably some double winners, especially when we get into the playoffs. It's going to be interesting when we get into the playoffs. We're going to keep doing why your team sucks. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, man, those Vikings looked god-awful. What happened to them? I mean... Well, a lot of it was Mika Parsons, bro. He was having his way out there with them, bro. Yeah. Kirk Cousins had, like, no time in the pocket. Yeah. Micah Parsons definitely happened to them. I feel like they're going to be... They left their starters in a lot longer than I expected them to in that game as well. Um, on both sides, kind of. But I got the feeling from Minnesota that they were trying to figure some stuff out against these Cowboys because now you're at the point in the season where you're like all right we're probably going to make the playoffs and it's very likely we're going to see this Cowboys team in the playoffs so yeah. 
like instead of taking your guys out and being like, all right, we're just going to live to fight another day. I almost got the impression that they were like, let's see if we can figure this team out or some, some stuff that might work against them, like scouting for a potential playoff matchup um, and trying to build a little bit of confidence at some point, which at, at no point did they do that at all. So, um, but that was the only reason I could see, like, I'm like, why, why is Dalvin Cook still in? Why is Justin Jefferson? Why is Kirk Cousins still in the game at this point? It's so far out of reach. Um, so yeah, not a lot of, <laughs> not a lot to look forward to if they do see the Cowboys in the playoffs. I don't think they'll be that bad again. Yeah, definitely but, not. But the question is, is what are they going to give like Micah Parsons, I think is the clear front runner for defensive player of the year. Right. I mean, I, is there anybody else that we can think of that? I mean, uh, not by with? numbers, but like TJ Watt is already coming back, making a huge impact on the Steelers. He was my pick. He didn't play for a couple of games, but that's that doesn't necessarily rule him out. If he dominates super yeah. hard for the rest of the way. Um, I just, those two, I think. Nick Bosa for the Niners. We're going to see him tonight. He's been having a really good year. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, Micah Parsons got to be the front runner. He has to be, especially after last night's game. It, the offensive player of the year and the MVP are, those are awards that are kind of like, questionable there's no real clear front runners in in any of those because all the players have kind of had a couple duds it seems like um we think no who's not is two not the clear front runner for mvp no not at all i think it's Mahomes. i think pat mahomes i think pat mahomes is also the front runner for the mvp your you guys dolphins bias is getting out of hand. It's not dolphins bias. I'm just saying <laughs> like great. You, you guys laughed at me when I said we would win the AFC East. Litter audible laughter. Now look. <laughs> you haven't won it yet. I mean, listen, all right. So, oh good. By the way, I, I'm gonna give you an asterisk if they do win it this year. If Josh Allen's elbow isn't 100 percent he was still missing throws pretty badly at times yesterday. Well, literally died from a concussion, bro. Like, <laughs> how does but, he not get a pass? But that's a concussion. That's not a throwing arm injury that's that you're trying con- to play through. I'm just his saying. brain doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. okay. You're it's, killing me, bro. <laughs> I'm still okay, playing. right now. As of right now, Tua has 18 touchdowns and three interceptions for a passer rating of one. Or no, wait. For a passer rating of 118.4, that's very good. Mm-hmm. For 2,200 yards and a 71% completion Missing rating. Three very, games. very good. The numbers are there for him, you guys. <laughs> now, for a comparison, here's Pat Mahomes. 1,000 more yards, 3,265 yards, a 66% completion rating. But here's where it starts to get a little insane is 28 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and a 107.3 passer rating. Thousand extra yards, the ten more touchdowns. He would have. He he might have got closer to nine hundred in those three games. Those three games would have. I don't. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. But the ten touchdowns is pretty significant. Yeah. Three games. He missed three games though. That's that has to be a part of. That's part of it. Yeah. That is part of the thing. Listen, I'm not saying he's not in the MVP conversation. Tua is in the MVP conversation. Which these are. This is Tua's last three games. Okay. So October 30th at the Lions, 80% completion percentage, 382, and three touchdowns with no interceptions, a 138.7 passer rating. At the Bears, a 70% completion 
rating of 300 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a 135 passer rating. Mm. And yesterday, and with the Browns, a 78% completion percentage, 285 and three touchdowns. Now, and a 135 passer rating, no interceptions. That's about as good of a three-game stretch as you're going to get out of an NFL quarterback, I would say. Also, look at the difference between the uh, how Buffalo plays the Browns and how Miami played the Browns. That was a cakewalk for us. You guys say what you want about Josh's elbow, but man, the whole team is beating him up. Dude, you're still talking about post like elbow injury. I, it's a bad injury, and he's trying to play through it because he's still their best chance to win the games. Man. I'm just saying, it's not. we're not seeing the Bills as good as they are, I don't think. We're, not, we're definitely not seeing Josh Allen as good as he could be. Um, are we but, seeing the Dolphins as good as they could be? Our whole yes. defense is beat up. The first um, time we beat the Buffalo, sorry. it was, oh, their defense is hurt. Now when we beat Buffalo in December, it's going to be like, his elbow was hurt. And then when we beat him in the playoffs, what? Their pride was hurt, right? Like, what's next? <laughs> I, listen, I just want to see both teams playing each other at 100%. That's my – that is what I want as a fan. And right now, that's not really what we're seeing from the Bills. Listen, if Tua keeps going the way he is, he could win the MVP. But I won't say he's the front runner. Um, but he's definitely – he's right there. He could do it for sure. You guys don't see the momentum. I do. No, it's dude. I just talked about it. the momentum's there. If he keeps going on that on that pace, very well could be. But Mahomes looked so good yesterday too. He looked. I mean that that last drive was that was some MVP type stuff right there. You got to. I want to. I don't so want to just see numbers. I want to see Tua have a moment like that where you're like, ooh, he's gonna go down and do this. Like this is yes. a little adversity and just show it's me that hard. you're it's so valuable efficient. player. It's not it's offensive player of the year. It's, it's most valuable. hard if you're so efficient, though, dude. The last game, they didn't punt at all. Like, what? there's no moments of pressure. Like, what do you want to do? Like, I just want to – I want to see one of those moments. That's all I'm saying. I want to see – because when Mahomes took the ball over, you're like, he's going to do it. He's going to go down. He's going to score a touchdown. They're going to win this game. You believed. And I want to see Tua in a moment like that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I don't believe in him. I'm just saying I, I want to see it. That's all. All right, all right, all right yeah. I, listen, I want to see it. It's going to happen at some point. This it, whether it doesn't happen until the playoffs is very possible. Um, but it's gonna it's gonna come down to him at some point making plays. Nah, I bet we cakewalk it. <laughs> We're gonna cakewalk this Super Bowl. No way. They're definitely not gonna cakewalk. I don't think these Chiefs are gonna get cakewalked by anybody. Hey, you got an uphill battle. <laughs> That's gonna be a tough game. I do want to see that game though. All right, we got to go a quick, a uh, couple quick updates if you got games, because a lot of stuff's still happening tonight. I think Kyler Murray's going to be out. Um, out. Out. He's out. So if hopefully you manage your team and your expectations properly, if you are playing fantasy tonight and you can get, uh, you can grab Colt McCoy. Um, it's, it's a tough week. Some teams are probably screwed by this, but you know, if you can get him, go out and get him. Um, it looks like DeAndre Hopkins is playing, though, I believe. So Melvin Gordon, how about this? Melvin Gordon got cut after, I'll say two not great games, but from a fantasy perspective, he helped me win a couple matchups. He did score okay in fantasy, and he got cut by the Broncos. Uh, two lost fumbles yesterday, I think it was. I mean, he's just like, he's a fumble machine. He's so talented in so many other elements of his game. Just can't hold on to the ball. Do you see any landing spots for Melvin Gordon? Yeah, who do you think? Who's where, where do you think he's going to end up? What what are potential good spots for him? Teams that really need I, help. 
I think there's a room in for him at the Jets for sure. They just need oh, way yeah. more offensive production. True. And didn't Michael Carter take an injury? He got like some kind of chest injury or something yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like him in Carolina, possibly. They, I feel like they could use some help at running back. It's weird because like the first team, if you were going to say, put gun to my head, what team needs help at running back? I'd say the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they're out here cutting them. They're out here <laughs> cutting guys, cutting, cutting the guy who's, yeah, I don't know, but you got to send a message, I guess. Um, so that'd be interesting to see. I don't, th- he's still going to be on fantasy rosters because he's still valuable. He's got, you know, he's a good receiver out of the backfield, which means he's always going to have some fantasy value no matter where he lands. But, um, but he was starting in a lot of lineups last week because it was, it was by like, this is by apocalypse. This is the week that just so many players are either a hurt or B on buys. And so a lot of guys were playing, a lot of people were scrambling for fill-ins at flex and stuff like that. Um, A couple of fun records were set yesterday. Cordero Patterson set the record for the most kick return touchdowns in NFL history. And he did it on a hundred yard return. That was awesome. Um, He, he doesn't have the most returns that still belongs to Devin Hester, but most kickoff returns belongs to Cordero Patterson. And what a cool, like he set this record. He's 30 years old. I love the Cordero Patterson story. We've talked about it before. Uh, he said he's got more in him. Do you guys think he's got more kickoff return touchdowns in him right now? Like going forward, he's 30 years old, but he's still not showing signs of slowing down. Yeah, I think so. I, I say he's like, he has so much speed and explosiveness. It really is just about waiting for a hole. And once he takes off, off through that hole after with that acceleration, he's gone. Yeah. Like you can't catch him running backwards. It's just. I know. And he's, he's got power too. He's not got, he's not quite Derrick Henry power, but he's pretty big and pretty powerful. He can break tackles also, which like the combination of speed and power is unbelievable. Um, And is this a record that we think might be out of reach? Is he going to, is he going to set this record and to never be broken again? I say this. So here, let me put it this way. He's because he's been in the league for so long. He's kind of coming from an era where we had kick return specialists, guys like, um, uh, remember De- uh, what's it? Dante Hall, we have Josh, uh, Cribbs. Josh Cribbs. Um, he's kind of the last of that era as I see it. You don't see a lot of guys. There's more multi-purpose guys handling kick and punt return duties now um, that have other purposes on the field. Do you think he might put this record out of reach for good? Is this one of the ones we're never going to see broken? Is it always going to be a Cordell Patterson kickoff return touchdown record? What do you think? It's possible. I mean, the, the league has moved away from kickoffs. So you don't really even see very many kickoffs get returned these days. So that's true. It's very possible. Yeah. In general, that's right. The league is set up, you know, the incentive. I mean, we just had our first punt return for a touchdown yesterday. Walk off, right? Yeah, so. yeah, which was <laughs> the only good thing that happened in that game. Um, <laughs> something else. Yeah, we can talk about that game. Wow, boy, that was that was almost made it on why your team sucks, uh, Lonnie with the Jets. This game looked bad. Your defense played great. Great. It's, it's, it's one person. <laughs> it really is. I can't believe they didn't put in what's his name. Don't they have Flacco? Yeah. I was like, yo. Put them in. They can't do worse. Well, they are going to next week, it looks like. <laughs> do you think – is that – have they officially said that or is that just – Not like officially, me? but Robert Sala basically said, like, 
we're done. Zach Wilson is no longer like clear cut QB one. Like we are not happy. Apparently, uh, I don't know if you saw his interview after the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Apparently, it pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he's, uh, he's yeah acting like he was infallible in this whole debacle. Well, they were saying like <laughs> they asked him like, "Are you responsible?" Like, do you feel responsible for like making basically like making your defense so tired that they lost the game? Yeah. And he was like, no, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like didn't, didn't basically own his part. Right. And uh, they set him up. Yeah, I've never, I've never really been a big Zach Wilson believer. So, I mean, coming out, he looked, he looked like he had some juice. He looked like he had some flash, but he hasn't looked like it since preseason of his rookie year. Uh did this game look worse for the Jets or the Patriots? And also, if the if the Jets end up winning that game on a kick return the way the Patriots won, are we still having the same conversation about Zach Wilson? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, but we're not talking about uh, Mac Jones? I mean... No, I think we are still talking about Mac Jones. I think the Bailey Zappi conversation is still very much uh, alive. Here's mm-hmm. the difference is the Jets have one of the best, if not the best young defenses in football. You've got Sauce Gardner. CJ Mosley is still out there just doing his thing. He's still one of the like most underrated, untalked about great middle linebackers in football. Um, there's just talent all over the field on the defensive side of the football for the Jets. There's an, they have another corner there. I can't think of his name right now, but he is incredibly good. Um, but Sauce Gardner is playing like he played in college. He's the for, the front runner for defensive rookie of the year. Aiden Hutchinson had another interception yesterday, yeah. but I think far and away a, the Sauce Gardner defensive rookie of the year award. Um, I mean, you've got arguably one of the better running back carousels in football. Your receiving core is great. You have CJ Uzoma. I know I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but it's like, you know, you had Elijah Moore basically say like i don't i couldn't tell you what chemistry i have with zach wilson because i don't get the football yeah like you've got great receivers and then joe flacco comes in and puts up what 40 points against he he, they yeah yeah i mean i remember us talking about we were like does zach wilson come back we were we were asking like did zach wilson get another chance and i think they were like you know i think the um the rule of thumb in the nfl is is you don't lose your job to an injury you know if you get injured you're going to get the chance to come back. I think they did that. I think they gave Zach Wilson his shot. And now like if Joe Flacco is running that offense better than you are, like we need to make a move and yeah. we need to get somebody in there who can, you know, especially because they're like, an Aaron, like Aaron, imagine Aaron Rodgers on that team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or yeah. Yeah. It would be scary. It would be scary. They'd be, they'd be Super Bowl front runners. Uh, you put Aaron Rodgers on that team with that defense and those skilled players, those weapons mm-hmm. around. Are they a playoff team with Joe Flacco? We've been talking about them being on the bubble. I mean, they're a playoff team now, right? I mean, they're, they are, they're, if they won yesterday. They were, they were first place in no, the AFC East. No, no, no. Now they're sitting on the outside looking in because the Bengals won. So uh, they lost. But the no, but if they would have won yesterday, they would have been yeah. number one in the AFC East. Mm, 
because of the I remember watching it yeah, because if they, but that's because how, they I, I, the, no I hear what Lonnie's saying because so they would have been a playoff team with Flacco I see what you're saying they do right. have the caliber to be it yeah sure I agree. But right now they're sitting on the outside looking in technically um, right because now because they lost they went all the way down to the bottom right yes mm-hmm. yeah it's that God, close in the AFC it's a brutal division <laughs> oh yeah you've got seven and three seven and three six and four six and four right I think that's the those are the standings right now it's it's very <laughs> tough so. Yeah, they went from first to last by winning or losing by losing that game. Anyway, uh, say they bring in Joe Flacco, then are they a playoff team? I mean, then would you pick them to make the playoffs? Because with Zach Wilson, we're saying no, probably. But throws Um, Flacco in there? Do they have enough to catch up to the Bengals, we'll say, is the team. Or the, the Patriots, really. Patriots, do they have enough to catch the Patriots if you bring in Flacco? Uh, the schedule looks kind of tough. I don't know, man. They have to play the Bears, the Vikings, the Bills, the Lions. Then oh, and then they got the Jaguars. That actually doesn't sound that tough. That schedule sounds pretty soft. Really? That sounds pretty tough to me, man. Yeah, the first, again? the last game's tough, and then they have to play the Dolphins. So say it okay. again. Say the say the lineup again. Uh, all right. Bears minus Vikings. Just, no field. Off. Oh, Justin Fields is hurt. Oh yeah, it's how hurt. hard is he? Is he going to be back? He's day to day. All right, but he did. But he even when he was before he went out, out he was still not really running as much, which made him much less effective because he can't throw the ball at he all. Put up like forty points the last two weeks. <laughs> I know, but then he got banged up in that game yesterday, and then they he was he was like not running. They could you could tell the commentators were even commenting on, and then he got knocked out of the game. Um, so mm-hmm. he's. Even if he comes back, he might be as a as a passer, as a pocket passer. We've seen what that looked like early in the season. It did not look good. And if he's reduced to that, he's not the same guy. He's not the same potent offense. I think with Flacco, it's going to be really interesting. I hope they bring him back in because I'd like to see the potential at least or close to the potential, which is the guy who can get the ball in those playmakers' hands. I want to see what they can do. Patriots defense is better than you think, though, maybe also. So let's not give all the blame to Zach. Well, plenty of the blame goes to Zach Wilson, but that Patriots defense is is legit. They're going to make some other quarterbacks look bad this year, I think, too. Um, let's see what else. Oh, another fun record that was set yesterday. Travis Kelsey set the record for most 100-yard receiving games as a tight end from the tight end position, 33 games. Uh, this record, I think, is just another example of why Kelsey's the greatest of all time. You guys buying in? Kelsey, greatest tight end of all time? Or are you not sold? Mm-hmm. I Maybe mean, not. physically, I don't know. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have the best record. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the, the record again? Legacy. Uh, the record is most hundred yard receiving games as a tight end, thirty three. It part of part of it speaks to the longevity, but the greatness in longevity. You got to remember mm-hmm. Tony, uh, what's his name? Tony Gonzalez. Gonzalez. He also played for 22 years, and he did not. He doesn't hold that record. Kelsey's been playing. Yep. Also, for, didn't have Pat Mahomes. Yeah, dude. He that had some. Hold on. He was the primary target on some great offenses. Some you're talking about some of the best Chiefs teams that got Who knocked out. Quarterbacks. Uh, he had Trent Green for a while, who was balling oh. out in Kansas. They had number one seeds in Kansas City. He was on some really good teams. Yeah, but were they a running team or were they a throwing one? They would throw the ball quite a bit to Tony Gonzalez. 
I'm just I mean, saying. the off, I mean, I'll just say that the league was different back then. Like that was the Priest Holmes years. That was the mm-hmm. like maybe even some of the Jamal Charles years, if I'm remembering correctly. But like, I don't know, man. I don't remember Tony Gonzalez ever being like Trent Green is definitely not a Pat Mahomes. Yeah, he played with Matt Ryan for a couple of years, but like, I don't know, man. Like the way that the tight end position evolved, like if you throw Tony Gonzalez now into a system like that, I think you're looking at, listen, is Travis Kelsey like up there? Absolutely. I would say definitely one of the greatest tight ends. Is he the greatest tight end of all time? I think you still got to give that to Rob Gronkowski, to be honest. Like, I don't think, I think Rob Gronkowski, you're talking about the most like, and don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge fan of Rob Gronkowski. I think he's a fucking doofus, but like, (laughs) that's why I love him. Physically dominant, skilled receiving. He was like, he's got to give it to Rob Gronkowski, really. He I was, agree. He's like the juggernaut in real life. Once he, was he got going, you could not like you stop him, dude. Like, I was, remember them talking yeah. about, like, he broke the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. they couldn't cover him. Yeah. He was too fast. Too strong. For a linebacker to cover and too he, strong for a DB. Like, he, yeah. they just couldn't figure him out. He was great. He was uh, – his – Gronkowski's peak is probably better than anyone's, but it didn't last mm-hmm. – for very it long. did not lie it was three years and i don't think they yeah. ever did he win a super bowl with the patriots yeah yeah, yeah he won a super bowl one. at least one with the patriots one, two. i think he won two i want to say the falcons and the falcons that's right. falcons and rams. Oh, he he might have been oh no then he out. won three then he won falcons rams seahawks yeah. but he was i think he was out for one of those i think he was actually out injured for one of the super bowls probably yeah. He got a he got a ring, but he didn't play in all of the ones that he got a ring for. And then of course he won with uh Tampa. So yeah, his peak was the best. His peak was the greatest we'll probably ever see a tight end perform at, maybe. But Kelsey's been great. Uh, I don't think that's true, Nick. Okay. I don't think like it's the exact same conversation we were just having about like the Josh Cribs and the Cordell Patterson's. Like, I think the opposite is true. Like, I think you're going to start to see the league lean more towards these freak of nature tight ends because you're going to start to see these guys that like, because right now, basically like tight end used to be the guys, like they were tweeners between offensive tackles and receivers. They were too heavy to play receiver, but they weren't heavy enough to play offensive tackle. So they blocked mostly. And if they caught a ball every once in a while, it was great. Now you're starting to see guys that like, instead of playing receiver, they're going to gain 20 pounds and play tight end. Like it's yeah. not now that you're just not heavy enough to play O-line. Like now it's like, oh, I can still catch and be a star. Like, I don't know if you guys, I know you guys don't watch a lot of college football, but I forget his name, but there is a guy right now. He plays for Georgia. He's the number one tight end in the country. He runs a four, four, five. He's six foot six and he's 280 pounds. Like there are guys coming out right now that are just monster. Like they are freaks that they're going to make Darren Waller look like a joke in five, six, seven years. Like, I think that's where the NFL is headed. So um, I think, I absolutely think we have not even come close to seeing the greatest tight ends. I, I'm with you. You make a good point, but I also think a lot of the guys you're talking about are receiving tight ends. And what separates guys like Gronk and Kelsey 
and probably even Waller when he was really good is they are also great blockers. Um, Kittle, you can put in this conversation. The, the best in the league right now are phenomenal receivers, but also incredible blockers. Um, you don't have to take them out for any plays. And you, uh, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I agree with the Gronk conversation, but I also do think the greatest is yet to come, dude. The way well, that the tight end position is getting uh, leaned on. Look at Kittle, dude. Every year there's some new stud tight end. Like and none of them are. Yeah, down. but none of them are as yeah. good as Kelsey. None of I them don't, have yeah. overtaken Kelsey. He's 30 years old and they still, Kittle's not as good as Kelsey. Bro, no one is like on the past Pat Mahomes and that chief offense. Wait till That's Miami true. gets one of those star uh, tight ends. You'll see. But he's more than just Pat Mahomes. He's uncoverable. He was doing that kind of stuff with Alex Smith. Like he was still he is a great route runner. I agree too, but there's going to be another. There's going to be a 6-7 okay. version. Okay, maybe there is, but are they I mean, but we're talking we're not talking about what might come along. We're talking about right now. Greatest tight end. If you're picking your all-time team, are you picking Kelsey or Gronk? Gronk. For 10 years. You have to have yeah. the same team for 10 years. Still picking. Yeah, I mean, that's not my only player, right? No, 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 no. But I'm saying, I'm picking tight end. Gronk brings something. It's like it's like having Tyree Kill on your team. He brings something that no other position really has. You know what I'm saying? There's Mm -hmm. other great route running positions. You know what I'm saying? You can have a great route running receiver to kind of make up for uh, what you lack at tight end. But that like steamrolling Gronk that does, I don't know what other position can do that. Yeah. Listen, if Gronk had the same longevity, I would say he's the greatest. But Kelsey has no – she's not showing any signs of slowing down or not being the number one tight end into his 30s, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. The number one in the league, like, by a lot. I just think, Nick, the way Gronk that things also. go is you have, like, you know, these guys, they, they come up, like, you know, they come up looking up to these guys, right? So – you know, some guys who could play receiver might be really good at blocking. And they're like, you know what, man, I'm not going to lose the 25 pounds. Like, as a matter of fact, like I'm going to play up like, yes, I can block, but I can catch. And I want to be like Travis Kelsey. I want to be like Rob Gronkowski. Like I want that, you know, I want to be like them. So I think, you know, a Travis Kelsey is very good for the sport because it it is going to inspire the young guys. Like I'm telling you right now in college football, it already is. Like mm-hmm. Will Mallory for UM. I cannot remember. Let me look up his name. But I'm just saying, like, I'm going to say his name. And if we're still doing this podcast in a couple of years, like, you're going to see, you know what well, I mean? Like, you're going to start I, to see. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I'm actually planning on trying to draft that guy on my dynasty team because people have already been okay. talking about him. I'm planning on drafting him to replace Kelsey on my dynasty team. So, literally, <laughs> I want to get that guy that you're talking about as my Travis Kelsey replacement. What's his yeah. name? Brock Bowers. Brock is Bowers. Name. Okay. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. I'm already like planning my draft picks around him specifically because I want him to be the next Kelsey. So I'm very curious to see if that uh, as that progresses as he progresses um and how, how that plays out. But I think we still got a couple more years of Kelsey being the number one. I'd say till he's 33, he's the number one in the league, probably. All right, what else we got? Uh Cowboys. We talked about the Cowboys crushing the Vikings. Odell is now looking harder at the Cowboys. He tweeted about it and they tweeted back to him. Um, that was a good statement when 
just on selling Odell Beckham to come. If Odell Beckham goes to the Cowboys now, seeing what they did to the Vikings, who are you scared of in the NFC if you're the Cowboys? Who are you concerned about seeing in the playoffs? 49ers. I mean, the Eagles put it on them still, right? Eh, it's a divisional game, man. You know, I think you start to think a lot about, like, it's funny, man. Like, the way I feel, and if I was an NFL head coach, like, I would almost want – I would almost rather lose a team in the regular season that I know I'm going to face again in the playoffs. Like, you know, you think of the Buccaneers and the Saints. You think of the Packers and the, and the Buccaneers. Like, you think of these teams that, like – you think of the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, like the Buccaneers, like their march to the Super Bowl, they just dominated teams that they had played earlier on in the season. Like you learn the tendencies, you start to pick up on things like, yeah, the Eagles might have put it on them. I think they put it on Cooper Rush, to be honest. I'm not, I wouldn't be like, you know, seeing 40 points in the NFL, not just 40 points, but a 37 point lead on an eight and one team. Yeah. I think everyone's antennas just went up to Dallas. Like everyone's like, Oh, and I remember us talking about them at the beginning of the year being like, they gave up this year. Like this is going to be a wasted year. Yeah. And uh, man, just, just goes to show you what a defense can do for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like it. I like them going forward. Yeah. The only teams I see right now. Yeah. The Eagles, if they can get their shit together, the Eagles have looked bad the last couple of weeks, even though they've won two out of the last three games, three of the last three games, they haven't looked great. Um, 49ers. Yes, definitely are going to be tough. I think. How about Washington, Washington? Uh, they did, by the way, name Heineke, the starter. And he did, he rewarded them again. And it was when, when they asked Ron Rivera, why he just said, he's winning. He's a winner. He, he wins games. And that's what I was talking about. He's like, he's just hard to beat on the football field for whatever yep. reason it is. He, a winner. He's a winner. He plays tough football. He, he makes timely plays. He's got whatever that thing is. Um, they did play Houston though, right? Yeah, but they yeah, annihilated they Houston. Yeah. yeah. Let's do um, <laughs> it's not great, but they also just beat the Eagles pretty bad and the Eagles are in, at the top you of that. Over the Eagles weren't playing well. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I think, and they almost beat the. They did lose to the Vikings, but they should have probably beat the Vikings. I think Washington's a team that might make some noise in the playoffs in the NFC. I could see them going past the wild card round. Um, and also, so that's I'm a- right now at the playoff picture. Yeah, I think you've got the Eagles and the Vikings. Those are your teams that you're really, you know, you're looking at in terms of who you're nervous at. But uh, the 49ers, again, surprising the 49ers record, man. The 49ers seem so much better than five and four. Um, They added McCaffrey and Jimmy G came back. They've been a different team since those things happened. So, but I mean, yeah, you've got like, I don't think anybody's worried about Tampa Bay right now. Nobody is really worried about Seattle. I mean, they can sneak one up on you, but like, I think if you're Dallas, you're looking at San Francisco, you're looking at Minnesota and you're looking at Philadelphia. And I think you're, you're feeling pretty confident about all of them. To you're be feeling honest. all right about that. I, I feel pretty good. I like, I like seeing a tough Cowboys team. I'd love to see them go deep in the playoffs. It's, 
I mean, it's been yeah, forever. So would I, but, we're, but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> oh, boy. We'll see how this plays out. This is going to be fun. Uh, I, I hope they get Odell Beckham, too. I think that's going to be good. That would be pretty sick. I would love yeah. to see Odell Beckham. Uh, it's Cowboys. Classic Cowboys. Big, splashy, free big, wide receiver. The yeah. only problem with Odell is he's not controversial enough. You know, yeah. like he's just not like he's been controversial enough. He's actually yeah, the, remember the, he's, the, the poop, the, the poop on the chest stuff. We forgot about yeah. that. There's yeah, there, he's like he's hit he's kind of in that sweet spot where he's controversial enough, but he's not he's not gonna like implode the locker room. <laughs> like he's he's right. also mature enough that he can help them win, but he's controversial enough to be a good, flashy, exciting signing. So I like it. Um what else we got? Bengals got a tough win against the Steelers. They're looking like they're starting to be playoff ready. They're, they're just looking tougher. Joe Joe Burrow looks tougher. You see this with teams who lose the Super Bowl oftentimes or lose in a championship game and they're young. Like they were just happy to be there last year, you kind of felt, right? And then they lost the Super Bowl, which they had a very good chance to win. And now they just look grittier. Um, they faced some adversity. I remember the Chiefs after they lost to uh, Mahomes after he lost to Brady in the AFC Championship game, his MVP year. He came back the next year and he just had this toughness, this grittiness, this like been through the ringer look. And I think that's what Joe Burrow's got this year. You guys see that at all? Uh, I don't know yeah, if I saw that every year. You see what? Go ahead, Vital. Oh, I was saying, like, uh, yeah, I saw him come back. It was pretty good, but I don't know. I think they, the way that Pittsburgh played kind of exposed a big hole in uh, Burroughs' defense. It really seems like all you have to do is jump his routes and have the linemen jump up, and a lot of his low balls are get exposed. So any aggressive defense can really take advantage of that, man. Like, they put him under a lot of pressure. Yeah, he was under a lot of pressure last year, too. They're also without Jamar Chase arguably the best receiver in the league too so finding ways to win without chase and Mixon went out in that game too so uh i just like to see the toughness so Unless, Andre P. Ryan, you saw that he had three touchdown catches yeah, yeah. he's a really good backup he's one of those guys i would have loved to have <laughs> i was recommending like there's a few backs that maybe you wanted to mid-season grab as a handcuff if you have room on your bench even as a week-to-week thing if you got an open spot because of an ir if you have Mixon, you really hope you have P. Ryan right now as well, because somebody else. If you don't, somebody's going to snatch him I up. Him. I dropped him early on. You dropped him. He's he's. Uh, I feel like he's a must start if Mixon's out. The way that they're yeah, the ball. great receiver. He's an every down back. He's like their third down back. So now he's an every down back. He's tough and he can catch the ball. Um, Lions are on a three game win streak. Not bad. I think the Lions are. they're going to be an upset kind of spoiler for the rest of the way. They beat the giants who we thought were kind of maybe pretenders, um, but they beat them pretty bad. You guys buying the lions win in a few more games. Yeah. I think think, uh, we're going to play over under on the lines. I actually have their schedule the rest of the way bills are now uh, getting their second. So the bills won. They played in Detroit because of the weather. They're, now they're playing in Detroit again because it's Thanksgiving. Uh, does this give them an unfair advantage, <laughs> do you think, being the second week in Detroit <laughs> for Thanksgiving? Little comfort, little comfort zone. 
having just they know the city already. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't feel as hostile. I feel like as as a normal road game would. Um, it might throw them off because now everyone's gonna be booing them. Maybe, but then I feel like there were some well, Detroit fans. Game I, I feel like there's some people from Detroit that were there cheering them on last week. So, and then we got a game in Mexico. Um, we've had a few Mexico games, so the game tonight is in Mexico. All right, let's play. You guys ready to play over under? Let's play a little over under. Yes, I got some fun ones for you. Okay, so this is we've had we have Mexico, we've had a lot of games in uh London and some other game games in, in England. We had our first game in Germany. The number of years we're gonna play over under a number of years before the NFL has a franchise outside the U.S. in a city outside the U.S. Tonight's in Mexico City, which is not that far away, really. How I'm putting the over under at five years before the U before the NFL has an outside U.S. NFL franchise. What do you guys think? Over or under five years. Uh, over. It's gonna happen, but I just think it's gonna take a little longer than five years. But, yeah, if it happens, it's gonna happen in like a place like Toronto. Yeah, definitely Canada. I was Vancouver, I would say, might be another contender, but like both of those places are so far. Like, well, not Toronto, Toronto, but but having Toronto. To I remember the there was some talk there. about having Buffalo move to Toronto. Toronto is um, huge. Point. It's a very big market. Um, because I think they played some games there before. I believe the mm-hmm. Bills, like they were renovating their stadium or something. And yeah, because it's so close, I think it's only like an hour away, yep. Toronto from, from Buffalo, that like the Bills traveled um, very well. So I remember there was some talk about that. But um, hmm. I mean, they're talking, they've been talking about London for a long time because the fans. London does not make sense, though, dude. You can't, they're not going to fly. Like, you're not going to fly. How does the London team fly to Seattle and then back to London? It just it doesn't make logistical sense. You know what I mean? Well, what would probably happen, first of all, there are already teams that are flying to London, a lot of them, um, and to other parts now of Europe. The I think what they talked, probably what they would do with the schedule is line up like three continental games in a row and then like three home games in a row. Um, and probably have like a home base somewhere in the United States. Um, right. But I think what they're really looking to capitalize on and what they've been building for a while is that fan base in London. And it is huge. It is enormous. Like they have great fans and they can. That is true. There's a lot of UK uh, Dolphins fans. It's crazy. They're all in the yeah. like fan bases online. I was like, yeah, what? All right. like- they could support uh, their own franchise easily from uh just from a support like just from a fan base standpoint they could easily do that and you're talking about you know yeah you're talking about flying some teams over there but there's already we're already flying eight teams a year probably i don't know what it is this year i think it's like eight teams are flying to europe for games right now that's basically a regular season um then you just put a team over there and bring them over here and do some long stretches so they don't have to go back and forth more than two or three times a year it's not outside the realm of possibility um you think over five years i i think over five years but i don't think much over five years i think it's gonna happen i just i think it's gonna happen too but i think also we either you need to build a couple more teams up or a couple of franchises really have to start being terrible right to get moved the NFL hasn't expanded a mm-hmm. hasn't had an expansion in what since Houston or 
Yeah, Houston and Jacksonville, I think, was the last expansion. Or was Carolina? Uh, Houston and uh, Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland. That's right. I forgot Cleveland was an expansion. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be an expansion. I don't think it's going to be a move. Although they did talk about the Jags at one point, I think, moving over there. So because they had a really big fun. Because they were sending the Jags over like every year for a while. And they were they were like yeah, huge there's a lot of ja- and they were winning only in london so <laughs> and um, jacksonville also doesn't come out for the jaguars like they're not a huge no, they don't, they like yeah. love they get their games get blacked out all the time yeah, yeah they don't care they like swimming in the pool at the stadium and that's about it like jacksonville is a terrible place um i know i say that i love jacksonville i have fans <laughs> like i do shows in jacksonville uh, i like jacksonville dog <laughs> i like that i actually do like jacksonville but from a football standpoint london is a lot better um, which is weird to say it's because they're, they're just a college football town. I feel like more, you know, all right, next over under, uh, we're going to do the, we're going to play the lions the lions on our hot win streak, three games in a row. I'm going to tell you the they have seven, one, two, three, four, seven games left, starting with, uh, this Thursday, Thanksgiving, they're playing the bills. Uh, they have seven games left. I'm going to say the, the lions number of games, the lions win the rest of the year. Over under is going to be three and a half. Are they going to be over 500 or under 500 for the rest of the season? We've got the Bills, the aforementioned Jaguars, the Vikings, the Jets, the Panthers, the Bears, and the Packers. You're going over or under three and a half wins. I like the Bears, the Jets, and the Jags, and the Panthers as wins, I think. Bears, maybe not. I don't know. They could also surprise the Vikings, I feel like, and they've already beaten the Packers once. You taking Lions over 500 rest of the way. Or under. No, I'm putting them in the under for that one, man. I got yeah. them at three. Yeah. Really? Hmm. Lonnie, what do you think? That's a pretty soft schedule going ahead. I'm going to take the, I think I'm going to take the over. I'm over, barely over. I think they win four more games, um, which would put them at like eight and nine. Um, and who knows, maybe in the conversation for the playoffs at that point, eight and nine might sneak you in uh, back door. If they beat the Packers, that could be really interesting uh, division wise. Uh, right. And the last over under the number of naps you are going to take after at Thanksgiving this year, I'm putting the over under at 1.5 naps. Are you going over or under 1.5 naps Thanksgiving this year? I got a pretty late dinner. I'm at my, I'm at my girlfriend's house. I'm at my girlfriend's family this year for Thanksgiving. So I don't know, man, maybe, maybe the stress and like the alcohol and stuff. I'm going to go, I'm going to definitely, I'm definitely, I don't know if I'm going to take a nap this year. You got, oh, because I'm a, of, you know what I'm a big, I'm much more well known for is a Christmas nap. That is usually <laughs> a Christmas nap guy. Uh-huh. Christmas. Uh, I love a good Christmas nap. Christmas naps. Cause I feel like Christmas often you end up having to get up early, especially if there's like little kids around and shit. Right. Uh, little cousins and whatnot. And then it's like a big meal, two o'clock or something. Yeah, and yeah, then. Yeah. Like a big, we always did Christmas brunch. So, are you even allowed yeah. to nap at your girlfriend's house? Is that even allowed? Uh, that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I that's a know. tough nap situation. I feel like you're definitely going to be on the under. What about you, Vital? You think over or under 1.5 naps? 
Uh, I'm going to have to be I'm under two, sadly. Like, but I'm going to get a solid one in. But after that, busy, busy. <laughs> no more. That's it. You're going to be running around a lot. All yeah. right. I'm going to, I'm taking the, I'm probably going to take the over, I think, on this one. <laughs> I think I'm going to get two naps in this Thanksgiving, mostly just because I'm planning on being at home, probably having a couple of friends over. I'm going to do all my cooking like I usually do on Wednesday. So Thursday, I just, I just eat food and watch football. That's it. And it's hard to stay awake. If you eat multiple rounds of Thanksgiving and you're at your house and you're on your couch and there are dogs involved. All right. We're going to do a quick injury roundup. Kyler Murray, obviously out something to monitor. Kyle Pitts is on injured reserve, man. He was just starting to look good. That's a big blow for fantasy teams. Justin Fields going out. A lot of people thought they struck gold with Justin Fields for fantasy. Now that's on the reset. People are dropping their backup quarterbacks and trading them away. Joe Mixon, not serious, I don't think, but it's something to monitor. We mentioned Samaj P. Ryan. Very important to look at him if you have Joe Mixon. Chase Ed- Edmonds got hurt, making <laughs> the uh, Melvin Gordon cut even worse looking. <laughs> if your other running back gets hurt, you're still cutting this guy. That's bad. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire got hurt, uh, and Isaiah Pacheco looked really good. Um, so I don't think that I got him on waivers last week in one league. I couldn't believe he was available. It was crazy. And he, and he delivered Kadarius. Tony got hurt. Always been a problem. New team. Same problem. Matt Stafford with another concussion. He's back in concussion protocol. This looks bad. Do you guys feel like Matt Stafford might retire after this year? Is this? Yeah. yeah. I've kind of got this feeling like he won the Super Bowl. He reached the top of the mountain, and this is just kind of feeling like maybe walk away at this point before it gets worse. Um, Wandale Robinson, the very talented wide receiver for the Giants, ACL done for the season. Jalen Warren got hurt, which helps Najee Harris. Do you guys have Harris? I forget. Who's got Harris? Neither of you guys. No, I had to go up against Harris this week. Fuck. Anyway, Jalen Warren going out helps Najee Harris. Some of these other injuries help other players. Um in returns, we had David Johnson of years past uh, got on the field for the Saints, I think it was. Uh, zero fantasy relevance. Just shout out David Johnson, former fantasy league winner. Um, waiver targets. Latavius Murray is going to be probably the top of every waiver list for running back hungry teams. Uh, he's, I think he's the only running back they have left in Denver. Samaj P. Ryan, we mentioned. Traylon Burks had a really good game when the Titans last Thursday, it seemed like forever ago, downed the Packers. Corey Davis is probably coming back. Corey Davis is very interesting if Flacco plays. Zay Jones has been really good. Looks like the number one draft pick that uh, that he was all of a sudden. Curtis Samuels, a hot name. And then looking at replacements possibly for Kyle Pitts, you got Logan Thomas look pretty good. And Jawan Johnson for the Saints has just been a touchdown machine this year uh, from the tight end position. All right. Uh, so let's go. Let's do a quick Thanksgiving preview. We got Bills, Lions, Cowboys, Pack, Cowboys, Bills versus Lions, Cowboys versus Giants. It's a classic matchup. Pats versus Vikings for the late game. Now I want to have, we're going to do one more fun little thing. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? that you have to have and what player who's playing on Thanksgiving most resembles that food in the meal. I'll go first. I'll give you guys time to think about it. We have real quick, Bills, Lions, Cowboys, Giants, Patriots, Vikings. My favorite Thanksgiving food is my mom's stuffing. 
And I would say the player that most resembles that on the field is Saquon Barkley because he's just kind of the glue that holds the giants together, right? He's like, even if the rest of the meal kind of sucks, if you got my mom's stuffing as part, it's going to still be a pretty good meal. And that's Saquon and the giant, like the rest of the team can be kind of shitty, not great. But if you got Saquon, you got a pretty good chance. You got a pretty good team. Saquon Barkley and my mom's stuffing. That's what I'm going with. You guys come up with one? What do you got? I got one. All right, Lonnie, go for it. All right, I got green bean casserole. All right, that's my favorite, my favorite meal, my favorite dish. And the player that I'm going to say reminds me the most of green bean casserole is C.D. Lamb, okay? <laughs> because it doesn't show up all the time, but when it does, oh, boy, are you glad to see it. Oof. That's absolutely true about green bean casserole and CD lamb. <laughs> nice. Good one. All right, Vital, you got one for us? Uh, yeah, man. I think I'm going to go with turkey. Of course, I don't know the backbone of the whole meal. I, I like the dark parts. So, and definitely, I'm going to have to say that guy is Mika Parsons, right? <laughs> is that not? It's, you need him, bro. I don't know what the Cowboys would do without him, honestly. <laughs> it's like going to be the highlight for me, I think, on uh, who's going to do better. Right. It's not Thanksgiving without the turkey. <laughs> it's not the Cowboys. The Cowboys aren't doing shit without Micah Parsons. Ah, I like it. All right, good. Who you guys got in those games before we pick tonight's games? Bills, Lions? Who do you like? Bills. Patel? Bills. Bills? I want to pick the Lions. It's Thanksgiving. They play well on Thanksgiving. I'm taking the Lions. I'm doing it. I'm taking the Lions on good. Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't hate it. It's- I hope the, yeah, I hope the Lions do win. I think they they always seem to get up for this. I think they're going four in a row, and uh, and it's going to be a fun game. Cowboys Giants, who you got, Lonnie? Man, that's going to be a great game. But I think you're going to see a lot of Micah. I think big time. You know, this is his second Thanksgiving. Uh, he's been playing his ass off. Um, the Giants' offensive line. I mean, last game he just made mincemeat of them. I think he's hungry. I think he's excited about this matchup. Um, it's a short week for everybody, but yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys. But I would take the Cowboys as well. Same reason. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're rolling right now. All of them back. Yeah. I think speed. you're going to see a big game from a lot of guys on the Cowboys. Like, I think this is a national game. They want to make, they want to prove a point. Like, Oh, Tony Pollard too. Oh, Tony Pollard. Nice. Huge, huge. Oh, so Just hitting fast home out there, dude. You know, I think. I think him being the number one guy with the Ezekiel short yardage punch makes them better. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. At that Switching line that around. We've been asking for this for years, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like we've been talking about this for multiple years, like give Pollard more touches, get him going in these other ways, and then keep, keep using Zeke the way you're using him. Cause yeah, it, oh, man, it makes him so good. I'm going to go with the Cowboys and I'm going to say a different reason because I think this is the Odell Beckham they're playing to get Odell Beckham. That's what this is because he's he said he's going to visit the Cowboys and visit the Giants. He's comfortable with the Giants. He already knows what the Giants are. If the Giants beat the Cowboys, they're making an argument to say, hey, Odell, look it, we got this. Come here and we'll beat him again. So I say they have to beat him. The Cowboys are going to win because of what they want to get Odell Beckham and make that deep playoff run. All right. Patriots Vikings, two teams that did not look, two teams that scored three points on offense yesterday. Who do you like in this one? 
I forget who the home team is. I think it's Vikings. This is a tough one. I like the Vikings, man. But all but you think the Patriots are going to win because this is an American holiday, mm. right? It's Thanksgiving, Pilgrims, Patriots. Thanksgiving it, took place in Massachusetts, if memory serves me, or yeah, probably I mean, didn't sure. ever for real ever anywhere. Where's <laughs> uh, Plymouth Rock? Yeah, it, I mean, there is actually some, I think some historical evidence that, well, I mean, Natives definitely kept white people alive. They helped some of the white people stay alive. <laughs> so yeah. that's probably, Twice. yeah. So um, uh, you think the Vikings, though? What about you, Vital? Who are you going with? Ooh. I actually think the Pats are going to take this one, dude. I'm going Pats, too. I just think their defense is too much. And uh, I think Belichick's going to look at everything the Cowboys did and be like, that's what Mm -hmm. we're going to do. He's so, so good at game planning and also stealing other people's game plans to use them. Uh, So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Pats. All right. Um, Last, we have uh, I'd rather have Kaepernick than we're going to pick the worst quarterbacks of the week. Vital. Nice job last week, man. Uh, Baker Mayfield put up a 1.04. Yes, much needed win for Vital. Lonnie, Jacoby Reset, 29.86 points. Ooh. Blew up. Dude, I thought they were going to play in Buffalo, man. I, that's why I, I know. I, I was like, oh, shit, the fucking game is going to get six feet of snow. I was like, yeah. this is a lock. Yeah, that was a curveball. <laughs> Although you still might have lost anyway, because I took Matt Ryan, he got a four point six two. So, it would right, been- but if that game was in the snow like that, nobody's throwing the ball. Like it would have been no. Yeah, but Jacoby Brissett broke out for some runs. I mean, he it was did. slow, but he still. I was like, what? Yeah, he <laughs> made a couple big runs. So I think you still would have lost to my four point six two from Matt Ryan. This week's uh, this week it gets really tough to pick because mostly because yep. of the Panthers. We've been on the Panthers quarterbacks a lot. And we, I don't know who the Panthers quarterback is going to be this week. Yeah. PJ Walker's maybe they even said, uh, Sam Darnold is looking better. So <laughs> Sam Darnold could be in the mix. I don't know if you want to roll the dice on a Panthers quarterback or not, but I feel like we're not, at, it's not desperation time yet. Um, what else, what other options Who's are there? Starting in new Orleans. Yeah. Another, I don't know, probably Dalton, but we're just waiting for, uh, I mean, they won, I think, didn't they win? No, they lost. No, they won. They won. They Andy won. Dalton won, but we're still kind of just waiting for that like week when they're like, ah, no, Jameis is going back in. Like, you don't know when that's going to happen. So it could be this week. Uh, not really sure. What else do we have here? And then we got some bad quarterbacks playing some bad, like J- Jacoby Brissett coming off a good game, but playing against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Uh, Jared Goff against Buffalo is that tempting? They're playing at home, it's Thanksgiving. Russell Wilson, Tannehill at Cincinnati, Tannehill at Cincinnati. Russell Wilson at Carolina, Mm-mm. Daniel Jones against the Cowboys, but he, yeah. he can go off. He can go Davis off. Mills at Miami. How about Marcus Mariota? Mills is most likely getting benched. I would, I heard. Did you hear that? Oh, for who? He's who's most their, likely gonna get benched. who's their. Other, you know who their their backup is. I mean, that'd be a good pick, but <laughs> we need a name. Yeah, if we um, actually know, if, and maybe they don't even know who which one of them they're going to play. They probably have a couple choices there. Marcus Mariota at Washington. Washington's been sneaky good on defense. Um, but Kyle Mariota, Allen. hmm, for Houston, Kyle Allen. Kyle, oh Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. 
I don't trust Kyle Allen to suck either. He's had some decent games. I think I'm gonna. I gotta go with Andy Dalton. It's at San Francisco. Yeah, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Andy Dalton. Okay, Andy Dalton. Good pick. Oh man, this is tough. The cat. The categories. Uh, Zach Wilson. Oh, but we think he's getting benched. Oh man. There's a lot of iffy stuff here. You know what? <laughs> Can I pick the quarterback of the team I just picked to win? <laughs> I'm going to pick Mac Jones at Minnesota. Um, that sounds terrible because I'm a Pats fan and I just picked them to beat the Vikings, but they just won on a kick return without doing really much of anything on offense. And I could see that them not not really asking a lot of Mac Jones to win that game. So Vital, what do you think? Um, this is really hard. It, I know, man. I almost wanted to pick Aaron Rodgers at Philadelphia. Is I that, know, I know. That's I blasphemy, I think. But um all right, I think oh, it doesn't look uh... I also trust Mac Jones to play, I think, because it's a short week. I don't think I think they're gonna throw Bailey Zappy in there, but all right. Um, I think he's going to just have a bad game. Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Jones. All right. He's been pretty good. He's to give you an idea. He's, he's rostered in most leagues. So that's. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't, he put up like four points against uh, Seattle. So I'm not too stressed. He's had some bad games. It's not a terrible pick and it's a tough week to pick it. So, all right. Okay. Um, what do we need? To, uh, do you guys need anything to happen tonight for tonight's games for you to win? Nope. Nope. Locked All in. I need Marcus Mariota somehow not outplay Josh Allen. How the fuck did that happen, dude? Yeah, that was, I didn't see that. Marcus is a runner, and Josh Allen didn't. He just didn't have to do that much, I guess. Um, I need, uh, in one of my other leagues, I need James Conner to not score 32 points. And then I'm okay in that one. I think that's the only one that I have any hope in at all. Uh, what else we got? Oh, and uh, who are your, who's your DraftKings captain for tonight? This was a McCaffrey. tough pick. Who'd you go with McCaffrey? Is it McCaffrey? I think it's McCaffrey. Is it really a tough pick? Oh, no. I, I, well, I picked Debo Samuel. I think it's going to be a Debo night. Uh, went against the grain a little bit but it was a tough week to pick the player the rest of the players there's a lot of interesting players on the docket for this game so yeah it was hard to pick that's like three different lineups (laughs) yeah yeah i think we're gonna have some pretty interesting i can't wait to see your guys lineups. so all right that's about it um we are gonna see uh you guys got shows coming up this weekend you want to promo anything this week Post Thanksgiving, nothing. Man, I don't know why it's escaping me at the point. At this point, I had a bunch of shows last weekend, but nothing I can think of coming up. Okay, all right. Well, we'll be back. Uh, Are you guys down to play? You want to play a special DraftKings on Thanksgiving as well? With just just those three games. All right, we'll send that. We'll send that to you this week. And uh, I actually have two shows. I have shows this weekend at the Laugh Out Lounge in Winter Haven, which is like kind of between Orlando Orlando and Tampa. And it's this cool little comedy club. It's real. It's like it's like only been there for about a year. And I am featuring for Jeff Richards from Saturday Night Live of Saturday Night Live credit. So really excited about that. Very excited for this weekend. 
right. Okay. Uh, for anybody watching, listening, thank you for watching and listening to us. Uh, we post our clips on uh, Instagram. If you want to see our short clips, YouTube and TikTok, uh, full episodes are available on our YouTube channel and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all those other ones. Um, you guys have a great Thanksgiving and I will talk to you guys soon. All right. See you guys. Have a good one.